and welcome to the Stick of Fork in It podcast. I'm Matt Spence, the Chief Program Officer here at Feeding Tampa Bay, and I have a fantastic guest and, as always, my wonderful co-host with us today. Hey, it's Shannon, and we're really excited to have Chef Rachel Bennett. What's up? With us this morning. Um, really excited. We got to know her at Epic Chef. Um, I got to take her around on some PR trips and see her do her magic. It's been a lot of fun. It has, and you've kind of, you. yeah, and you've kind of blown up since then. You have people. We're here. <laughs> she brought her people. people. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. We're building a brand here. Yes, yes, as you should be, as mm-hmm. you should be. So um, we met at Epic Chef. How was that? That was so fun. Not only was I humble to be able to be a judge at something and not have to compete, but also being able to do it for a great cause was just even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was so fun. And she whipped it up on a daytime. And I got to tell you, they got a few things wrong. And girl did not take a minute to straighten them out. I mean, they out. said my last name wrong. You can't, you can't trip me up. <laughs> right? So she was like, whoa, before we start cooking, let me just tell you what my last name is. I was is. like, first off, what you're not going to do is say my name wrong. <laughs> was, but like, we can keep rolling. Do so we know that? <laughs> so that's with two T's? Yeah. Um, Hello. <laughs> so moving right along. So, so let's go back to Epic Chef for just a minute because our listeners might not understand uh, what that is might not have heard of it before um, so epic chef is a competition that they usually hold at the epicurean um, and they take sous chefs kitchen managers um, from all around Tampa Bay and they basically put them in a chopped type of competition right so you get a mystery basket you have to cook a certain number of courses you cook them for judges and then the judges will score you and then you move on to the next round or not right and so then it's you know kind of like a tier I mean, I don't know enough about football or anything, but I'm assuming it's like that weird. Yeah, we have a little Help elimination me out here, bracket, guys. like March Madness there you bracket. Go. Yeah, there you go. Hello. Um, <laughs> so it's like that. Yeah. And then you get the winner gets, you know, a bunch of money and then bragging rights. But at the end of the day, everyone that buys a ticket to it, it goes to the charity. Yeah. Or sponsors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does it feel for you? Because you mentioned competing. Mm-hmm. Right. So what about judging your peers? It was well, first off, when they told me that they wanted me to be a judge, I was like, wait, what? I was just competing last year, but like, okay. Um, I find that that actually kind of made me realize that I do, you know, kind of know a little bit more than I think I know sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was nice to have other people appreciate that and see that in me. So yes. it was fun. Yes. Very good. So what was your favorite thing that you ate that day? Okay, guys, I ate, it's not my favorite thing, but we do need to talk about it. Was it, what was it? Cow tongue or cow's Ooh. heart? I ate something. So oh, it was a very strange organ and I was not prepared for it. Right. And we were all the judges. We were like, ooh, ooh, do I have to eat that? <laughs> okay. Small bites, please. Small yeah. Bites. And I was like, ooh, this is delicious. <laughs> not. Side note. So you haven't it put was that on not. the menu? No. Uh, my owners <laughs> would kill me if I was like, oh, I'm going to put this braised cow heart on here. Alice and Adams We've would just creative. literally throw me in front of a bus. Not on so, Valentine's Day? Come now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about where you're cooking now. Um, so I work at the restaurant called The Library. It's in St. Pete, and we're affiliated with John Hopkins. Um, so as people always like to say, are you the house, the restaurant in the hospital? No, we're just on the campus. Good. You're in the research building, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah, the bottom floor of the research and education building. So I always tell people, think of like a giant business building, and we're on the first floor. And what's your specialty over there? Um, so we do like new age American is what I try to tell people. I'll take a fun twist on a lot of things you readily recognize like flatbreads and, you know, chicken sandwiches and stuff like that. But the good thing about us is we make most of our menu in house and there's a different taste in that, you know, like you can tell when people buy like bagged onions versus they took the time to cut it. 
right? Fresh. Fresh. Fresh, fresh, which is the healthier way. Yeah, we definitely. We know that at Feeding Tampa Bay for sure. So just like your children, I'm sure you love all your dishes, but tell me what your favorite is. Well, number one, I don't have kids, <laughs> but if I did have kids, I would love them all equally. Um, my favorite dish is, hmm, that's hard. I would probably say, let's talk about a favorite service over a favorite dish. Um, I definitely probably like dinner service a little bit more than I like lunch, just because I get to have more fun, a little bit more creative leeway. You can only make lunch and brunch so fancy. You know what I mean? But dinner, people really come in for an experience. So it's there that I can really kind of be weird and be creative and kind of have fun with it. Okay. So what's the weirdest dish you've ever made? Oh my God. What a good question. Hmm. The weirdest dish I've ever made. Uh, hold please because that question was not on the list so let me going off script here cycle, not on the prep let me cycle through the last 16 years i have of cooking um i would probably say i've made a lot of stuff with foie i've made a lot of stuff with bone marrow so those you know um i've made a lot of stuff with braised duck so those are kind of like some of the fun ingredients i like to do a lot of you know gastro molecular kind of things so i like to like turn balsamic into caviar and and stuff like that so i'd say i have a lot of like weird cooking techniques if you want me to throw out a weird dish off the rip i probably can't do that. Okay. okay so so Fine. expand on a technique something okay. that um help us understand a interesting technique to the so layman. let's say you want to take like balsamic vinegar and turn it into caviar, right? Like you have to buy a certain amount of chemicals like sodium alginate and uh, calcium chloride. And it's like this whole cool, weird experiment. But then, you know, then you have like these little balls, for lack of a better word, yes. <laughs> that, turn, that look like caviar and you can put them on burrata or you can put them on tomatoes. Ooh. You can make white balsamic caviar. You can also take like maldextrin powder and mix you know any type of oil or anything like that into it so if you make like olive oil powder and things like that so it's just really kind of taking like i always like to say like i like to take readily recognizable ingredients and flip them on their head and then give you an experience that you probably wouldn't be ready for so back in the day as a kid okay. were you art or uh, you were science rather than art no i was art. Two? like anything you that i can make with my hands anything i can sculpt or make like i really love making pastas and breads and and if i don't have flour all over me at the end of the day then i didn't do my job right Gotcha. Right. You don't work hard. So, so work you are art versus so. And mm -hmm. so when did that flip to culinary? Um, so it's funny because I never really grew up being like, oh, I want to be a chef. Like, I didn't even know what that meant growing up. I was always in sports. My parents always had me in some sort of activity. My parents owned a business. So I was like, I just want to own a business one day. Right. Not knowing what it was. Um, and then funny story, like I got kind of talked into taking a culinary elective in college, right? Like you're going to college, you don't know. And you're like, oh, I'll go for business. Everybody right. goes for business. Um, and then I was working at a pet store, right? And they told me I had to get a job when I was in the culinary program. And I was like, well, anything's better than selling puppies. So yeah, uh-huh. You're welcome for that, America. Um, so I started working at Burns and it wasn't until I kind of figured out the dance and the flow to it all that I really fell in love with it. Dance in the flow. It's a choreographed dance when you're on the line. So it uh, is. You said something that really kind of sparked my interest about uh, playing sports growing up, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing there's a pretty good translation from the the team aspects of sports into what goes on in the kitchen. Yeah, definitely, 100%. So I grew up, you know, having a coach my whole life and having a leader and someone to look up to, and really having to figure out how to rely on other people to make a success of either one day or one night or whatever. So it's the same exact way when you're working the line, right? So you rely on all your other teammates slash line cooks to make that service what it is. 
Um, and there's a pride to it at the end of the day when you have a really good service, especially if it's on a big day like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or something. Going through that rush with people and going through that kind of high, for lack of a better word, once you get done doing four or 500 people and it being executed properly, it's really amazing. So, so now that you're the leader at the library, mm-hmm. how do you kind of foster that environment? Um, so it's funny. I always tell people one band, one sound, like from that movie Drumline. Um, because you know, I don't let people just clean and go, right? Like you're going to help the person next to you. I make it a very team oriented environment. Like everybody knows every every person knows every station. So you're never going to let the person go down next to you. If you work in a lot of kitchens, I've seen line cooks that have just been like, you suck get out of the way. Like, I'm going to show you that I'm better than that. That's just not how I run it. Like if you're a bad egg, you can't work in my kitchen. That's awesome. I see a lot of parallels to, to our team at feeding Tampa Bay in that same way when I um, and looking to hire somebody I'll interview. And one of the questions I ask is, you know, give me an experience of a team that you've been yeah. on that's, that's gone really well. Mm-hmm. And that translates for us as well. You know, in the warehouse, there's, it, it's a dance. I mean, forklifts are much uglier than the, the dance of food that you do, but you know, there's still a dance <laughs> that scares in the, me. In the wa- yes, it should. Should I start interviewing <laughs> you at about a forklift? How do you even do that? Well, there is a reason that we require people to have closed toed shoes when they come visit us in the warehouse. Shut up. Have people lost their toes? Uh, not no. while I've been there, but, but there's a, there, there are definitely, if you YouTube forklift fails, <laughs> I'm gonna you'll YouTube see that. some pretty crazy stuff. Can you YouTube that forklift fails? <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, as we this do our job training program, cringe. oh, it is, you'll, you'll enjoy that. Okay. It'll give you a good laugh this afternoon. Um, in our job training program, we actually show forklift fails as we're doing <laughs> forklift training. It's like, yes, you I can knock like over. I feel like that. Like line cook fails. Like a line cook goes online, <laughs> slips, and spills yogurt all over themselves. Yes, exactly. Guys, that actually happened to me one time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else has happened that was... An uh, epic fail? Yeah. Um, so the yogurt thing is probably my most <laughs> memorable one. And then, oh, here's a good one when I really burned my arm really well. So I have a tattoo on half sleeve, mostly to cover a huge scar that I have. I was working at Burns and I was making tomato fondue. I'll never forget this story a day in my life. I was making tomato fondue and I was like a wee little young line cook, like didn't know anything about the world. And I went to go put it in the blender and I filled it up too much, flipped that blender on, exploded. Tomato fondue all over the entire room on my arm, just complete huge burn. It was one of the worst burns of my life. Um, I mean, I have lots of fails. I always tell people that I know how to fix almost anything because I've messed up almost everything. (laughs) Well, and that's what life is about. Right. That's absolutely right. That's a great way to learn. Safety first, of course, but that's how you learn. Right. You know, you kind of bump along until you get it right. Mm -hmm. So that's like encouragement to people that are learning anything anywhere in life. Exactly. Like, don't be afraid to mess up. Yeah. (laughs) And then you grow from it. Mm -hmm. I talk about that all the time with the teams I coach. It's like, we don't fail. We win or we learn. Mm -hmm. Right. You actually learn more when you're not successful. Right. Yeah. 100%. Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? by ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. At Feeding Tampa Bay, we're all about, we're moving towards healthy foods, right? That's so amazing. Matt, that's 80% in the future. That's our goal. Our goal, our goal is to get as, as much of the food as we can that goes out to the community to be healthy, nutritious food that helps right. build a person uh, towards a healthy life. That's right. amazing. So, and we've spoken, you know, offline that how you're so committed to that as well. Mm-hmm. So, 
what type of general tips and tricks have you in conversations with people had that, you know, listeners can do at home that can, you know, move towards a healthier lifestyle, but be more exciting. Yeah. Right. So I always tell people, um, obviously the general rule, right? Like stay on the outsides of the grocery store. Um, but also what I like to tell people is don't be afraid of spices. Like go down that spice aisle and flavor. grab and flavor it up. You know what I mean? That's all this stuff that's processed. It's just chock full of preservatives, chock full of sodium, chock full of sugar. And they disguise sugar with a thousand other different terms. And really at the end of the day, that, you know, high glucose, fructose, corn syrup, whatever, is what's making America fat. Let's just, let's just be real. Um, right. I could go on an entire rant about it, but I won't. But Let's do it. Um, <laughs> rant away. That's what like, podcasts are for. Um, but it's just, you know, like the food industry, unfortunately, is what's making America fat, right? And it's this whole giant circle of if they make you larger, then you want to eat more, therefore you spend more money. And it's this whole giant pendulum. Um, and it's all out to make big corporate America money. Um, my advice to people, and also, you know, I'm not a fat chef. I'm an orange theory coach on the side, right? And on my free time. Um, just if it comes from the earth, like you should probably eat it, but don't buy like, you know, don't buy spinach in a can, buy right. like fresh spinach. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's right. more than one item you can't pronounce on the ingredient correct, list. Correct, correct, right. exactly. You know, and, and don't be afraid to look stuff up. Don't be afraid to buy fresh ingredients because a lot of times you can make a, you know, food for a family of four off of the same amount of stuff that you can buy KFC for. You're just afraid to take that extra step. Right. Everybody feels like they don't have enough time. I'm here to tell you that everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. What Beyonce does with it and what you do with it are two different things. Right. <laughs> That's but right. we can find the time. And, you know, I'll let Matt introduce something that I think you're going to be really excited about hearing about. Let's do it. Is our um, food. I think I'm ready. You oh, are. You, you better are ready. ready. <laughs> because programs is your gig. Is our Hello. Food RX program yes. that's coming forward that Very is going to teach stuff. people. That's amazing how to make the time mm -hmm. and that, you know, the big thing is so, access to mm -hmm. healthy foods, which we are all about a hunger free Tampa Bay by 2025 access to those healthy foods. And this is one way to back that up in a healthy way. And we have a lot of big companies that are that's helping right. us with that. So that's, that's corporate awesome. America stepping up to the challenge of introducing people to making the time, the access to it and us teaching people how to take care of that. So go with it, friend. Yeah, I think, uh, Chef, you made a great point earlier about how uh, the nutrition, the things that we choose to put in our body has mm -hmm. a real effect on our physical health. And has an effect on everything, not only your mental health, but your emotional health. Like people yeah. don't realize what those preservatives do to you on a molecular level. Right, absolutely. And so, you know, one of the things that's, that's coming down the pike for us is that we've decided that the two outcomes that we care most about at Feeding Tampa Bay are health and capability. Food's just an avenue to get us there. Mm -hmm. And so in the health vein, we're working with a lot of partners, whether that's hospital systems or uh, smaller providers or federally qualified health centers and also the insurance companies, because for them, a healthier client is one that costs them less. Exactly. And so we are developing food prescription programs. And the idea is that we work with these healthcare providers and just like you would get a prescription for some chemical, uh, you know, pill that you have to take mm -hmm. and you get to the point where you're taking three or four pills in the morning instead of that, mm -hmm. let's start upstream and let's fix your diet and your nutrition. Exactly. And so we're, we're training physicians to write prescriptions for healthy food. Mm, and then we're the good. ones who are going to provide that healthy food there on site. And then we'll have our mobile grocery store come that through the so community cool, right? and allow people to get refills of those yeah that's awesome so because that kind of gives me chills right yeah that's how innovative so cool. is that you come out of the doctor mm -hmm. you might get a prescription traditionally 
But then instead of three or four of those, then you get a prescription and you're backed up with the food and it's right there at your access. You get to pick out your fresh and healthy foods. Do you guys think that you're going to have pushback from like prescription drug companies? Like, what do you mean? I can't prescribe Xanax. Well, no, there might prescribing. still. <laughs> You're prescribing three oranges in the morning. No, no buzz kills here, man. I mean, I love it. I'm just here. To, I'm interviewing you guys. Let's do I, this. Yeah. I, I Side note, flip the script. I hope we get to the point where we have that kind of pushback. Right. Because so it let's talk about it. That means you're doing something. That's right. 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 That's right. And then and let's, change. let's have some more um, fresh produce pantries like we do now to it. where people line up and they're actually... Uh, families are tearful because mm-hmm. it's things that they really at that point can't afford mm-hmm. and we're able to let them have right. fresh blueberries and yes. wa- whole watermelons and sweet potatoes and, and I think people are so afraid that fresh produce costs more right right yeah it's it's just a matter of reallocating right right, right. and in our case you know for for the families that we serve a lot of them don't have access to fresh produce. They don't live near a place, you know, the, the, the corner store has a banana that's a 95 cents for yeah, one banana, yeah, 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 you know, they're right. $2 for two half rotten oranges. Like you know? Right. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, that's where feeding Tampa Bay can really step in. And that's, that's what we do well is mm-hmm. get the right kind of food in the right places for mm-hmm. people who don't have access to it. I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. So you'll have to come shadow us for a day and yeah, see let's all these do cool it. things that we have. I'm definitely down. You can even write some prescriptions for us. Yes. So, so Can I wear a doctor's coat? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I bet there's like a doctor somewhere in the building that I work in. That I we'll get borrow. you. But really, That's we'll right. get you. If we have chef jackets, we'll get you a feeding Tampa oh Bay my chef God. jacket. That would be the greatest. An official yep. lax felt. My favorite one is the one in my office. Shannon's like, let's I got beautiful. it. I'm, oh, right? Okay, <laughs> she's got it. Suddenly this turned into a fashion podcast. I don't know how that happened. Hey, you got And I'm definitely the wrong guy to be in this conversation. You're lucky you got me. Literally everything in my closet matches. It has Feeding Tampa Bay logo on it. That's right. All has a Feeding Tampa Bay logo. Any pair of pants matches any shirt. I don't have to think for four seconds. You're monochromatic. Part of the team. I'm down with it. Okay, so segueing into that so we're, we're telling you all about feeding tampa yeah. bay and helping you understand that there is one question that i have had and we all hear it mm-hmm. and this is like a huge honor that has happened to you in your past mm-hmm. and i know the public hears it and i just gotta know what and who the heck is james beard and why is it a big deal i know it's a huge deal it's right. a huge honor from a junior level to an award winner to being nominated Paint the picture and explain to any listener why this is a good thing because I know it's huge. It is a big deal right. globally. Right. So walk us down. What I always tell people is uh, the James Beard Awards are kind of like the Oscars of the culinary world, right? So if you're nominated, it's kind of like saying I was nominated for an Oscar or whatever. Okay. Um, you hear about it throughout your whole culinary career, right? I'm a James Beard semifinalist. I won a James Beard, Michelin stars, all that kind of stuff. It's just all different. Um, ways to kind of recognize and support and you know um give creative leeway to people that really work hard in this industry right and you know a lot of times we are the unnoticed heroes of your mother's day or your valentine's day or your we work all the holidays we work all the big events where you guys are out with your families for the cooks that work thanksgiving and christmas day and all that kind of stuff you know you guys don't see us behind the scenes making your day awesome Um, So it's really nice to kind of have an award like that that really recognizes people that work really hard. They have so many different types of awards. So when I got nominated for that, it was funny because I didn't even know that was happening, right? And my phone just started going off like, congratulations. And I was like, what for? It's Tuesday. (laughs) Congratulations that I showed up for life. Okay. And they're like, no, check your Facebook. Check this, check that. And I was like, 
what? And it kind of like, it took me like a day or two to really kind of process what that meant. And then, you know, from there, my life just kind of exploded in a really awesome way. Right. And then I was able to, once I figured out what that meant and, you know, what kind of little bit of press or power, for lack of a better word, it was going to give me, I decided to use it for something good, right? So I'm here with you guys. I've been able to be on the news every month, kind of just putting myself out there in a way where I can show people like, number one, you don't have to be a super fat chef to be successful. Number two, you don't have to be a man, no offense, to be successful. None take right. Um, and you can be youthful. You can, you can be, be young. Right. And be you can be a young female lesbian. I'm glad lesbian she just didn't say no offense to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? To being young. Yeah. Hashtag be young. <laughs> right. And I'm the oldest person at this table right now, Stop and I'm really it. proud of her. I am. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really proud of you. I think you're amazing. Thank so you. keep talking. Tell yeah. us more about this. Yeah. So you know, when you get nominated for something like that, it's it's an accolade to your career that you kind of never come down from, right? So then it's right. just a matter of like how high can you go? How do you keep pushing? You know, you do have to, someone has to submit you, which I thought was really cool yeah. to be nominated for that, you know? Um, so just kind of once I went to the library and my, I got all this press behind being there, behind being a female, behind running a kitchen at 30, all this kind of stuff that I was just like, what do you mean? I just work hard and I'm here. Um, the fact that other people were recognizing me for that really was something that was humbling and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Very cool. cool. So it was like being nominated for an Oscar. That's pretty That awesome. is really mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of And chilling. congrats. Thank you. Infinity. So, so I think for a lot of people, you know, you, you mentioned the Oscars for a lot of people, their picture of what a chef's day looks like <laughs> comes from really cheesy movies. Right. right? And like, right. I, there's this one scene uh, in a movie called Spanglish. Okay. That's about Adam Sandler is a chef. Okay. And I don't know why, but this scene always cracked me up. Like you see him all day. He's cooking for other people mm -hmm. and his whole life is about, right. like you said, creating great experiences for other people. And he comes home and it's late and everybody in his house is yep. asleep. And he makes this awesome breakfast sandwich for himself. And they show the whole process, which the movie's not really about food, but they show the whole process. Yeah. And as he's sitting down to eat it, like basically stuff just explodes and, and everything goes sideways. But like I in the movie on, or in the yeah, breakfast in the sandwich? Movie. In the movie. The okay. breakfast sandwich is perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's got perfect. it. I'm picking up what you're And the movie down. goes sideways from okay, there, right? Deal. And so, um, like, does his wife leave just, him? Like, now I'm interested in the movie. No, like, so the, you should watch it. It's an awesome movie. We're going to watch that. It's actually a really cool scene where, um, the, so the, the maid that lives in his house has a daughter who's friends with his daughter, and there's this whole translating into Spanish thing, and she's yelling at him, but she's yelling at him through the translation of his daughter. <laughs> it's okay. this hilarious Deal. scene. Disaster. But there's a good breakfast sandwich. There's okay. a great breakfast sandwich, and I'm just, it. I, Every need, everyone you know, needs the, to all this other stuff's going on. Right. I'm like, man, that looks good. Right. <laughs> and I just wonder, is there something for you? Uh -huh. You know, you're cooking for other people all mm -hmm. the time. Is there something when you go home and you're like, you know what? I'm really hungry and I really want this. What is that? Pizza. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, love let's it. just be real. It's, and it's like it. Domino's pizza. You know, <laughs> oh, it's like not with even the fancy. Extra, no, it's like just really down home, like sausage and pepperoni with like the extra garlic dipping sauce. And then if I have had a really hard day, I'll like tack on some Domino's chicken wings to it. Very nice. Wow. I like that. So she does like just dive in. Like I just dive in. But that happens like once a month. You know what I mean? Right. Like I everybody a needs really a cheat day, day or you just yes, like it, right. it becomes a week so, and then it's just. Yeah. But a day in okay. my life, it's, you know, I start at 5 a.m., I end at midnight, so it's a long day. That is a very long day. Yeah. 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 So what is your favorite thing to eat? Pasta. Mm. Yeah. Italian Amen. food is my definite favorite thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. I can get down it's on pasta It's just the way, day. like, when you bite into it, it's like, Argh. Yeah. 
I, I you know fresh pasta, pasta yeah. when you have it. Yes, you do. Oh. So do you make it from scratch at the library or do you have any? Um, so we get our pasta from a company called Ravioli Company in Tampa and they make everything from scratch. You know, nice. if I do like a specialty dinner, like raviolis and stuff like that, we'll definitely make that in house. Anytime I can make gnocchi, I do. That's my favorite Ooh, thing. I love me. gnocchi. Yeah. Now, do you just do the the standard, or you do like sweet potato gnocchi? Or do you I've do... done so many different types of gnocchi. I've done Okinawa gnocchi. I've done bone marrow gnocchi. I've done brown butter gnocchi. I mean, the list can go on Ooh. and on. How many times can I say gnocchi in ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Throw something at me, I'll make it. A new- and we'll in the show notes, gnocchi. that's G N. <laughs> it starts with G N, and then a whole bunch of vowels after that. That's right. Correct. That's right. Exactly like that. Right. The Humana Foundation and Feeding Tampa Bay work together to address food insecurity. Our goals are to strategically bring about healthy outcomes and create meaningful, sustainable change for our neighbors throughout the 10-county region that we serve. You'll find out more this spring. One hint, FoodRx. Learn more about it at feedingtampabay.org programs. So you mentioned about the James Beard mm-hmm. Award and leading towards you towards the path of philanthropy mm-hmm. and charity. Mm-hmm. So I know we reached out to you and, you know, you've helped us out at Feeding Tampa Bay, you know, and we're, you know, obviously food-based and helping the community. What other nonprofits are you drawn towards and helping? Because I know you're out there a lot. Um, so, you know, I have done some work with Metropolitan Ministries. I've done some work with the Parks event, um, working with those kind of clients. I just kind of, anything that I can do to help make a difference in the world, and it's gonna mm-hmm. sound super cheesy, but like if anybody, if everybody did their part in making the world a better place, the world would be like happier and more loving. And No, there's I, I nothing think, cheesy you know, about that at all. Kindness. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? So kind of, anytime that a charity approaches me or you know, you guys wanna do something or anything like that, I jump on it, right? Because you know, you're never too busy to help other people. And there's so many people that are less fortunate than you that, you know, by no means do I look at myself like a celebrity or anything like that because I'm nowhere near that, right? But the little bit of recognition that I do have, if I can use that and take that for something good, it's, right. it's also like why I'm an Orange Theory coach, right? Like I can take that one Monday, that's my day off, and I help other people learn how to be better and be more fit and have a better life. Right, absolutely. That is awesome. So um, I'm, I'm not sure you even know about this project yet, but uh, we are now in our second class of culinary training. Nice. And uh, it's a really cool program. We last we graduated five new chefs in December. We have six that just started last week. And uh, it, it's really been a fantastic program. We have them for 10 weeks and we teach them the kitchen basics and, you know, knife skills and all those kind of things. What advice would you have for those up and coming chefs? um never stop pushing never stop like being on your hustle is for lack of a better way to say it you know like this is a hard industry to break into it's a hard industry to be successful at um every single day you wake up and you make a choice right like am i going to be a line cook for the rest of my life or am i going to take the steps to then be a kitchen manager and then be a sous chef and then be an executive chef right you know this this career you can very easily stay stuck in one lane right but it's those people that push harder faster longer stronger that really make it to that next level. You know, there is money to be had in this career, right? Like you don't right. have to make $12 an hour for your whole life, you right. know? Like you, I was 30 years old and I had an entire restaurant handed to me, right? And I had the ability to either make a choice. I'm either gonna be successful at it and move forward or I'm gonna just stay in this lane. Right. Um, so you wake up every day and you make a choice and you know, make that choice be, work harder, be stronger than the guy next to you. Right. That, so Rachel, the inspirational speaker. I know. Right. Add that to my tab. Come and, write a book. Right. Come and do a culinary class near you. Yes. Soon. Let's do it. Right. Or come down. Th- she can come be a guest at our culinary. Absolutely. Show them I'm into it. Let's do it. Right. 
and come and see us. Well, Rachel, we want to thank you for thank stopping. You for Actually, we're remote today. Actually, we can do a little right. plug on that. We're at what will so soon be. So where are be. we, Shannon? We're at what will soon be Feeding Pinellas. Our third Trinity Cafe location here in That's Pinellas amazing. County. Right. It. Yes. Right. We, uh, Trinity Cafe is a two location free restaurant over in Tampa where we serve anybody who comes to the door. Uh, and even better than the food, which is cooked by, and maybe not a James Beard winning, but an excellent chef. Yes. Chef Daniel is uh, amazing. Chef Daniel is fantastic. Um, but the the even better part of it is the experience. We mm-hmm. create a dignified restaurant style experience for anybody who walks through the door. Right. We'll serve them a three course meal as they sit down and have a, a moment to just relax. We have a volunteer sit at the table with our guests just to create that moment of community. And uh, Trinity Cafe is uh, is a fantastic part of our world, and we're really excited to bring it to Pinellas County. That's so awesome. Yep, we are. So we're gonna serve. I'm excited to see it our come neighbors to life. here. Yep. So you get to see the bare bones of yeah, it, and in May, cool. we will be opening our doors to serve um, our friends here in Pinellas, so we're really excited about and Maybe that. we'll have a library kitchen takeover day. Let's do it. Yes. Pop up. Yes. I'm into it. Fantastic. We're excited. Well, thank you so much, friend. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Right, wonderful. Rachel. Thank and you. we'll look forward to seeing you at the library on your local TV stations, in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Watch it's out, the, world. It's the Rachel Bennett takeover. <laughs> Chef Rachel. So tell us, tell the listeners where they can go to get your amazing food. Um, so you guys can come see me at the library. We're located 600 Fifth Street South, St. Pete 33701. Um, and we do lunch, dinner, brunch. Just come check us out. Awesome. And if they want to work out. And if you want to work out, come see me on Mondays at Orange Street Temple Terrace. Um, I'll scream at you in a good way and you'll burn like 600 calories. Don't get me on an orange. Don't get me on an orange theory rant because it's intense. (laughs) (laughs) Just cut the show now. I've heard that about orange theory. (laughs) It's a cult. Yeah. You you need to be serious. Mm -hmm. Show up for orange theory. Don't fall off the treadmill. (laughs) Oh, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole other show, Shannon. So with that, we're (laughs) going to say adios friends and we'll see you next time at stick a fork in it. All right, folks, welcome to the next section of our show, What the Food Bank. I'm the engineer, Ev Malcolm, content creator at Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, so we just had Chef Rachel Bennett here. That was really cool. Uh, haven't She's seen her awesome. Since, right? I, I, remember, I do remember meeting her at, uh, at Epic Chef previously, um, which uh, we didn't really get into during the episode was like what Epic Chef actually is. I mean, we, we learned that she was a judge there. But, um, but Shannon, do you want to tell us a little bit about like what Epic Chef actually is and what it does for Feeding Tampa Bay? Well, last year was my first experience. Uh-huh. It's a seven-week event at the Epicurean, which mm-hmm. I, last year was our fifth year uh-huh. that we celebrated. Um, my first year, um, it is appropriately named yeah. by Epic Chef. Um, yeah. If you've ever been to the Epicurean classroom situation where they have it um sponsors yeah. come in and you can watch it's almost like a live sh- well it is it's a live show mm-hmm. that's live streamed yeah. uh there's sponsorships available where you can be in the room um the burns wine store uh, uh yeah yeah, it is, yeah we basically take store. it over right. and sponsors go in there and watch it on big screen tvs yeah the general public can go in to the restaurants there and watch it on tvs which they do Again, it's epic. People want to be there. And um, I had met Rachel and got her to come in as a judge. And uh, it, is, it is a great time. We kind of have local celebrity judges come in. People come in from, came in from Central Florida as well. And um, 
the the energy level um it's a little stressful for those <laughs> chefs um i experienced that poor guys cuz you know part of my job at feeding tampa bay was not only to book the pr so you can google that and see how some of the stations covered it which was kind of fun but um was kind of wrangling the our celebrity judges and getting the chefs in there and it's it's a little it's very intense but yeah. it's super entertaining but the best part is is the funds that it raised so we can get food on the tables of the neighbors that we serve so this is what it's really about um, healthy food, healthy eating, being creative. Uh, these people volunteer the, are their time for us. The chefs, the restaurants that are with us, the Epicurean, uh, the judges give their time. Um, and uh, it, it's a pretty magical seven weeks um, that we all spend together. And really it's about those that we serve, those 600,000 people that really need us and depend on us, that we're going to shorten that number by 2025. And that's what it's all about. We're all on board. Yeah. yeah and seven weeks of that <laughs> is pretty intense because you know that we all really care. And it's not just us at Feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah. It's people watching it, living it, sitting in a bar, watching it on a TV. And uh, the amazing companies that invest as sponsorships to be in the room. Because, right. I mean, they're fighting to be in the room. Right. And then there's these big double doors and everybody's like, like you see the cartoons where it's like a person and then a person's head's on top of that and someone's peeking and they're waiting for the door to open. <laughs> That's every time we go in there. It's like really. That was me. Right? <laughs> and me next to you going, move. Yeah. Over. So, over. Scoot over. What's, what's happening? What's going to happen? Who's Climbing winning? Over. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. But there that's a really neat Epic thing shot. about it is in, in my mind, you know, you, even if you just show up for the experience and the feel of it, it's a great vibe in the place. People are hanging out, having really great food and drinks from Epicurean outside. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we went a couple times just to, just to be there, just to be in the experience right. and, and see the positive vibe and know that so many good things are coming of it because yes, it's a fundraiser, but it's also a way for us to tell our stories, right? You know, tell the stories of the people that we serve and, and let people know how food really does have such a huge impact on people's lives in it our does. community. Yeah. It does. And I can't say enough about Kevin and his team at the Epicurean. Oh, I yeah. mean, what year round um, they're by our side, mm-hmm. not just those seven weeks, but year round, yeah. um, they're giving props to us. So that's, that's how, you know, my <laughs> friendship began, began with, uh, Rachel. Yeah. So. Yeah. And she was knowledgeable. It was, it was really cool to hear. It's always awesome to hear a chef talk about food because they look at it so differently than the average person. Yeah. Molecular gastronomy. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was gastromolecular, uh, uh, cooking was what she was talking about, which that I had to write that one down because I mind blown. She said she talked about turning balsamic vinegar into caviar, which sounds like alchemy. Like that sounds like magic to me. Seriously, <laughs> I don't know. To me, my development background—that's like an event in the back of my head, like a training course. And uh, people, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah, if I can get her to do it. But yeah. I mean, it's just um, amazing to me. And mm-hmm. immediately, I asked her, "Were you science or art?" Yeah. I mean, when you're listening to her, like, how did you get there? Yeah. But I mean, clearly, it was her art. You right. know, which typically, um, before I started, you know, originally I started with Trinity Cafe mm-hmm. um, and was part of the merger, which I'm really thrilled happened because yeah. look at all the people that we serve now Definitely. compared to when Trinity Cafe was on its own. But I mean, it, it's, I didn't realize how much food was an art, mm. like what it takes to be a chef. It is, it is an art, it is magic, and it, it, it's just a dedication to be that high level. Uh, which she proves by the interview. I mean, it's just yeah. next level. And she's, I can say this because I'm 52. I mean, no insult. She's a baby that is rocking it. <laughs> right. And I'm not insulting her because I've told her that. Yeah. So, I mean, she's just incredible. Yeah. Running her, you know, running a kitchen at 30, like we said, James Beard winner. That I mean, like we were, you know, calling it the food Oscars. She won a food Oscar at 30. That's pretty great, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you were saying uh, 
basically the the artistry of it i think that one of the things that was really interesting that she talked about was taking readily available ingredients and flipping them on their head because that's something that we can definitely relate to we most of the food that we receive at the warehouse is is donations it's brought to us from um partners that bring us the food that is that they can no longer use or that they think that can be used for us but not it doesn't always match like a perfect puzzle it's not always a meal that you'd expect um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how that works. Yeah. So that's actually why we have a nutrition education team. And one of the things that we do when we go out to our food distributions is bring our nutrition kitchen and do uh, some cooking demonstrations to say, okay, you know, you might not be familiar with a mango, but here's what you can do with one. You can, you know, this is how you peel it. This is how you eat it. This is how you turn it into mango salsa. And you only need a, an onion and a tomato and two other ingredients. And bam, you've got a really cool meal that you didn't know how to make 10 minutes ago and here's a recipe go home and and give it a try and then we find that as people go through our distributions they pick up the mangoes and so we try to encourage those who you know who we serve to to be a little adventurous with their cooking when we have things like summer squash and mangoes and cabbage and you know we'll we'll send some recipes alongside and hopefully give give people an idea of what they can do with it to create a healthy meal at home yeah because even in the pantries, I know a lot of times there will be stuff that maybe families aren't familiar with. And whether that's a school pantry or a mobile pantry, you know, they may avoid something that they haven't cooked with before. But um, I know we have had our uh, nutrition card out there before and people are sampling food they've never eaten. And they're like, what is this? And, and they, they want to take it and they want to try something new with it. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. And uh, we have a program we call Nudges. And the idea is that there are certain foods that we get more than others. And we want to make sure that people understand what to do with it and how to, you know, how to take it home and make it into something great for their family. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we're creating our own little chefs. And, and on that note, <laughs> we also talked a little bit about our, um, our Fresh Forest program where we actually are training people in culinary and among other, we, we talk a little about learning how to drive forklifts and stuff. We're training people, you know, to work in warehouse settings. Um, so can you give us a little bit of background on, on what Fresh Force is? Yeah, absolutely. This has been, uh, a real adventure for us over the past year growing this workforce development program from scratch. You know, at Feeding Tampa Bay, we do a fantastic job of putting food on people's plates and in people's pantries in their homes. Uh, and we've been doing that for the entire existence of the organization. But uh, alongside that, we wanted to work on ending hunger strategies. What do we do to help the community that we serve no longer need to rely on charitable food, on food relief systems? And how do we help them move to a place of health and capability? You know, we talked a little bit about health and capability with, with Chef Rachel and capability side is really all around helping people move to a new place in their career. And so as we designed our workforce development program, we looked around our organization and said, what do we know and what do we do well? And when you come and sit down and have a meal at Trinity Cafe, you know we can cook some food. Right. Or when you come and see our 80,000 square foot warehouse and the forklift dance that goes on there, you know, (laughs) we know a little bit about logistics and warehousing. And when you drive by and see uh, 24 trucks out in the in the parking lot, all (laughs) with feeding Tampa Bay logos on them, you know, we know how to drive trucks around the community. So those were the three skills we thought that we could pass on to the community that we serve. And we can get people industry standard credentials. We can bring them in and uh, really train and build a resume so that someone can have a career with a career ladder. Like Chef Rachel said, you know, she there, if you're willing to put in the work, there is success to be had in these careers. And so when we started to build our Fresh Force culinary training program, we went out and we got 
Chef Rick, who's fantastic. He's uh, retired from the Hillsborough County School System, mm. where he's been teaching young chefs for almost two decades now, and now he's ours. And, Perfect fit. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he had five graduates in the first class, and uh, they're now cooking for Blind Tiger, and they're cooking for Wawa, and mm-hmm. they're really, you know beginning a career path that will lead them to some pretty incredible things. And every three months we have a new class of chefs that we bring in and we give them 10 weeks of really high level training. And we also build soft skills. You know, we, you know, Rachel talked a lot about teamwork, right? And what that environment needs to be like and how you can be successful in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so we concentrate on that as well. Once a week, we spend a whole day together building those types of skills not just the hard skills of what it takes to turn balsamic vinaigrette into <laughs> caviar or whatever kind of <laughs> magic that is uh, but also how to stand next to a line cook and work together and how to not you know in a in a high stress environment with sharp objects you don't really want people who can't handle Very true yeah yeah that's true so fresh force really combines both of those and we're always looking for organizations who want to jump in and help out with the soft skills curriculum. We're always looking for great companies out there that want to hire our graduates and give people another chance. You know, we recruit our students from any and all backgrounds, anybody with a current barrier to employment, you know, Mm. we're not tied to one particular funding stream. So we don't just serve veterans though. We do serve veterans. We don't just serve adults with uh, emotional and mental challenges, but we do serve adults sure. with emo- emotional and mental challenges. We serve anyone who's looking to advance their career and has some barriers, and then yeah. we help break through those barriers. I think that's one, uh, in all of my time at Feeding Tampa Bay, that's been the most interesting thing that I've learned is that um, just how how widespread a type of barrier can be, how many different things uh, can happen. Like one of the graduates from the first cohort with Rush Force was Carmela, who um, was in school for nursing. And her school shut down and suddenly she found herself needing to find work. And it's something that could happen to absolutely anybody. And I think that that's, you know, it's so cool that she now has culinary skills that she can use to find work, already has found work through Blind Tiger um, and has kind of set her back on that path to success and comfort. Yeah. In fact, I was over there yesterday and had my first uh, Fresh Force produced sandwich over at blind tiger their <laughs> endeavor restaurant down in downtown tampa mm. and it was a fantastic sandwich so Very nice. uh, we we taste our own product we trust it we trust the results that much right <laughs> that's fantastic yeah um i think that you know i i learned a lot today with rachel i was really excited to have her on um and i'm excited to take myself over to the library and, uh, and sample some of her food for myself. Right, right. It's delicious. So um, yeah. if our listeners want to follow Rachel on Instagram, it's chef underscore R Bennett. That's B-E-N-N-E-T-T. And you can follow um, what she does. She's uh, the executive chef at the library. And on Mondays, as you heard, she is very committed to healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle. Uh, she is at Orange Theory fitness and you can follow all of her adventures right there on Instagram. She would love to see you there. So it was really fun. And uh, I'm really grateful that I met her through Epic Chef. Yeah, uh, She's a really interesting and uh, fun person to know. And hopefully, you know, you guys will tune into Epic Chef this year. You can uh, find uh, inf- more information about it on our social media at Feeding Tampa Bay on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and just look out for updates coming this summer so you can tune into Epic Chef yourself. Yep. All right. We'll see you there. That is what the food bank. (laughs) Yes, sir. 
You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay. You can learn more about Chef Rachel's restaurant, The Library, on Twitter at LibrarySTPete or on Facebook and Instagram at TheLibrarySTPete. <laughs>